Hi, and welcome back to Brentwood Stories. In today's episode, Celia and I speak with Eric DRC. Eric worked as a patron of the Brentwood Library during his high school years, then later served our country as a member of the Marines, and now works for a solar energy company. Eric also works alongside his wife in her newly founded business. Listen to Eric's fascinating journey all right now. Enjoy. So my name is Eric DRC. Uh, I worked at the Brentwood Public Library, I believe it was years 2004 to 2005 or 2005 to 2006. Um, and then currently right now, I am a regional warehouse manager for a solar company. So I handle multiple warehouses. I'm also the purchasing agent for that company. Um, so anything that uh, anything that gets purchased as far as materials or office-wise, that goes through me. Um, United States Marine Corps veteran. I served back in 2007 to 2011. Um, currently have three children. Uh, one is 12 years old. She's about to be 13. That's my oldest. I have a seven-year-old and I have a four-year-old and they are all currently enrolled in school. And I do have a fiance as well. Her name is Jessalyn. So, so nice to meet you, Eric. Um, when you were working over at the Brentwood Library, uh, what, what did you do? Um, so at the Brentwood Public Library, I was a page. Um, so I kind of... Uh, uh, general scope uh, uh, making sure that the warehouse is uh, or the uh, the library is in neat and orderly fashion, making sure that all the uh, the books and whatnot are in the appropriate sections. Um, and just assisting uh, assisting the uh, the patrons that come into the Brentwood Public Library as well, um, helping them with access or uh, you know finding something. So, how did you wind up working at the library? <sighs> Uh, it's actually funny. Another page. Uh, she's uh, she was my next door neighbor. Uh, we've been lifelong friends. Uh, her mother has been a lifelong friend of my mother's as well. Um, uh, Joanne uh, Francis. Uh, she had uh, uh, she had mentioned that she was working at the library and said that um, she had uh, you know there was good support. There was uh, opportunities uh, to uh, to grow within the library as well. Um, kind of uh, address some perks um, uh, to me as uh, and during that time frame, I was also with the Brentwood wrestling program um, and I was working at McDonald's over in East Islip. So it was extremely difficult for the commute and the limited hours. Um, and she just kind of uh, 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 kind of uh, just opened up the door, explained everything to me. And that's how I, uh, I ended up at the library. I remember you wrestling, being on the wrestling team. I remember you desperately trying to make weight sometimes. And so I can't even imagine working at McDonald's when you're a wrestler. <laughs> that must have been torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was it was uh, it was very difficult. I, I will tell you that much. It's very difficult. I remember in circulation when you worked with me, um, we always had food in the back and then we always felt bad when you came in on your shift. Eating, <laughs> uh, They would ask me what my dinner was and I'd either pull out a banana and apple and orange. So, um, I used to get some laughs, used to get some weird stares as well because they were kind of like, are you serious? Uh, but you know, I, uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was high school for me. Uh, it was a, a chunk of, uh, a chunk of it was dedicated to wrestling. I look back as we did these interviews for pictures of pages. Sometimes we had staff appreciation dinners or, or events at the library with staff and you're not in a single picture. And I remembered you saying, I'm not even walking in the door. I got to make weight. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I, I did try to rummage through some pictures uh, or, or some memories, uh, some boxes. Um, 
but I, I couldn't come a hold of anything. Uh, I, I do know that uh, we have a page reunion group. So there's a couple of pages where we all uh, chatter on social media and we get together every now and then. Um, so there's some pictures thrown back and forth there. Uh, but it seems it seems as if maybe I was not the most photogenic person. <laughs> so why did you join the Marines? Um, two, two different reasons. Um, uh, my, uh, well, so when, uh, when the Twin Towers or September, 2000, uh, 2001, um, I was, I was, I was in middle school at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I saw the, uh, I saw the fear. I saw the havoc that it, you know, I put into people's hearts. Um, and I think at that point in time, I just kind of had, uh, I felt that there was a calling, um, I specifically chose the United States Marine Corps because I felt like it was the biggest challenge that I would face. I've always been a person to, uh, to take a challenge uh, head on. Um, so that was, uh, that was the, one of the main factors. Uh, I also did have, uh, my, one of my older brothers, he served in the United States Marine Corps. Um, mm-hmm. so seeing him and seeing, um, seeing what the Marine Corps had did to him at a young age, I mean, how it had um, built him, uh, built him up, or gave him foundation to become a man, um, was very uh, was was something that was very encouraging to myself. Your family owned a karate studio in Brentwood, or so, actually Bayshore. It would be. Is that- it was Brentwood Road, Bayshore. It's considered Bayshore. However, mm-hmm. that area uh, it is Brentwood students. Um, my father had that storefront. He actually closed down in the midst of COVID. Uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of issues are uh, just, uh, you know, we were going to be out of business for quite some time, but still be responsible to uh, make payments on, on right. different things. So, um, you know, we, ha- he had a long run. I will give him that. He had a long run, um, started off in the gym in the backyard and then built a business front. He operated the business front for 20 plus years. Um, he was, I, I do say my father was a pillar, uh, definitely a pillar in the Brentwood community. Um, he came, he went out of his way to accept people that could not afford um, uh, the monthly tuition. Um, and he had mentioned and he had, uh, you know, continuously mentioned to myself and the rest of the family that um, at some point we have to realize that when you keep a child off of the streets and you give him something to build towards, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it, you might not have the monetary compensation, but there's a definitely, a definitely a different type of compensation. So. He was very keen on that. I do think that he was uh, uh, a, a strong pillar. And uh, my brother actually, uh, my brother actually followed his footsteps. My brother owns a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, mixed martial or uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing academy. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, we've been in the uh, with the martial arts business for quite some time. I figured that probably had to be a real positive with going into the Marines and. Um... I, I see some of the footage of you fighting. I have a niece that's a world-class uh, MMA fighter. And um, I know there's a lot of discipline involved. And, and we do try to get some of those kids in the community who maybe have lost their way or single parent family, and they le- need that discipline in their life to participate in the martial arts. Um, it really gives that. And I do remember your father and he definitely is a pillar in this community. Definitely is. So how long did you, did you instruct, uh, for your father as well or no? Yes, I did. So at, um, I started at the age of six years old. Um, I received my, uh, my Korean certification black belt, um, 
at the age of 13. Um, I was teaching at the age of 12 as a red belt. I was teaching wow. the young students. Um, uh, yeah, I was, um, I was, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, the, uh, I, uh, I was in foster care for quite some time. Uh, so they adopted me, Francis and Martin. I do mm-hmm. call them that. Um, but I, uh, had a lack of self-discipline, a lack of self-control, lack of self-esteem, uh, through the circumstances that I was dealt with uh, as, a, as a child. Um, and Taekwondo um, really, uh, really took every error that I could potentially see in myself and was able to, to correct it um, and correct it quite quickly. So yes, at the age of 12, I was teaching. Um, I taught all the way up until my, uh, until my departure into boot camp. Um, and then upon the return from the Marine Corps, I actually taught as well. Um, and I, uh, I received my second uh, degree black belt. Uh, that was an American certification, however, um, after the Marine Corps. And then um, I continued to teach uh, uh, not only Taekwondo, but I taught wrestling, uh, kickboxing, um, and then I also um, uh, cardio programs for my father. But that had to be a huge asset going into the Marines. It was. I actually... Um, I, I took a, a Marine Corps martial arts program a few different times. Um, I assisted with a lot of uh, a lot of developing and training of Marines. Um, I was responsible for the physical fitness training of, uh, of a specific category of Marines as well during my time. Um, and I will be honest, the Brentwood wrestling program and my father's Taekwondo program really made boot camp quite the breeze. Um, I was blowing past a lot of individuals um, uh, including my drill instructors. Um, as far as physically, uh, being physically fit, um, Taekwondo and wrestling, especially the Brentwood wrestling program with coach Knapp. Um, definitely, uh, that was the question I was going to ask because coach Nappy is all over the internet right now. Only one loss this season. They want to, um, induct him into the hall of the sports hall of fame. Um, and that was one of my questions for you. Was he your coach when you wrestled? He was my coach all the way up into my junior year, uh, my senior year. Uh, so I'm going to say, it, and then obviously we could talk about it after, however it wants to be edited. Um, I had some, uh, some issues my senior year. Um, I don't know if you remember, but there was actually, uh, I was walking with Molly and another individual to the library for work, and uh, I was attacked by a few yes. different I do. Um, yes. People. Um, one of those individuals, uh, and I tell you the world goes round. Um, I ended up training the individual, but wow. one of those, my junior year, uh, approached, uh, my class, uh, it was in the science wing with a knife and threatened me. And I mm-hmm. actually attempted to run outside and, um, and, and go fight the person. Um, I have been told that's not the smartest idea. However, I did not want to constantly be worried or thought of to be a victim in the school. Um, mm-hmm. So I stood my ground. Um, and from that point forward, it made it extremely difficult for me to pursue uh, my uh, my senior year with Brentwood. So I actually had to transfer um, to a private school for my senior mm-hmm. year. Uh, kind of messed up my whole wrestling endeavors and, and goals that I had. Um, I missed out on my whole senior year with my wrestling team that, uh, they ended up going to States nationals. Yeah. Um, it, was a, uh, it was definitely a tough loss for me. Um, 
but like I said, life, life goes around. I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, that individual ended up doing a, um, a, uh, uh, a prison sentence upstate mm-hmm. back and talked to my father about, um, you know, getting into the martial arts as a, as a form of rehabilitation and, and discipline. And my father had informed me that he needed some, he needed me to train with someone. And when oh, I, wow. I had saw the person and I looked at my father and was like, I cannot believe this is going on. Uh, but, uh, work past it. Um, obviously I had, um, I had served in the Marine Corps. I had went overseas. Um, I had lost a few friends. So I had uh, thought life to be very, very short and, um, to no longer hold grudges against people. So, um, it is still something that I'm not, um, I'm, uh, looking back on, I'm not very happy of, um, I did want to graduate with Brentwood. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I would have loved to have to have been a Brentwood graduate. I uh, genuinely, that's uh, something um, that I hold dear to my heart. What a wonderful story. Now, um, Celia was nice enough to share some information about um, some of the veterans outreach work that you do. Um, You uh, assist veterans with um, benefits and claims in your spare time. Um, You, uh, it seems like you recently opened up uh, a facility within your own home, a workout facility for veterans to come uh, so is, is that just the result of your service that you became so involved with, um, the veterans outreach? Um, I, I, it's, it's definitely involved with the service. I see, uh, I, uh, well, over the course of time, I've seen, I have seen different generations of veterans. I have, uh, I have worked alongside them. Um, I have assisted, um, and I, uh, I, I genuinely think that there, uh, there's not enough support. Um, for those returning, um, especially from a war zone. And I believe that when certain individuals step up and, um, and understand a system or understand um, how, how to assist uh, within programs, I believe that uh, it's, you know, me, me, as a, um, me as a veteran, I, um, it's, it's, it's tough because uh, it's, a, it's a form of PTSD. When you get out of active duty, you still have this, um, this fight or flight or the adrenaline of having to do something or have to keep yourself busy. And I felt that, uh, uh, obviously this outlet, I know I struggle with. So I know, um, I know I, I struggle and I know that I've, I've also, I've overcame, uh, or overcome a lot of obstacles. Um, so I believe that, um, I should, I should take that and become a beacon to other veterans. So you just purchased your home, right? Recently. I I just purchased my home back in October of last year. Uh, I went through the uh, Veterans United Home Loan Program. Uh, and I see that little by little, I see, I, you know, we're friends on Facebook and little by little, I see you building up that home gym and I see the crowd getting bigger and bigger working out with you. Yes, I actually reached out to a, a caseworker over at the VA in Northport. Um, uh, my my contact information uh, and for veterans that I go to certain groups and uh, and um, um, uh, classes with I I offer I offer that to them. Um, there is no charge to it. My door is always open to them. Um, I uh, I I am up at all hours of the night, so I also inform them that when individuals struggle or individuals with a substance abuse issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, they cannot sleep or they feel um, that they may potentially do something that they would regret the next day, um, that they have an outlet, that 
that they reach out. Um, if, if they have wheels, uh, if they do not have wheels, I have wheels. I will come pick you up. I will come bring you over uh, to my, my home and work out. Um, I hold, I hold uh, kicking pads and shields. So uh, if you don't want to lift weights or you don't want to run, um, you can let off your aggression in a, in a different type of manner as well. So I found really incredibly interesting um, seeing you talk about Jessly and some of the endeavors that you took on during COVID, um, particularly the uh, event planning business. So tell us a little bit about that, because as I saw some of the events that were hosted during COVID and how you separated out tables and families, and it just was mind blowing to me um, how quickly the business started up and, and how it really just progressed. So my, my fiance, I, I call her my wife. So excuse me if I interchange those. We've been together for, for a de- uh, this year would be a decade. Um, but uh, so my wife, uh, uh, while she was a medical assistant, um, she also worked at a, um, a restaurant called Milk and Sugar on Main Street. She, she knew the owners. Um, so she had worked with them for quite some time and then the Victorian room and then they had changed it over. And she had um, uh, at that point, she had branched off and went full force into the medical field. Um, but she had always kind of um, had hinted at, um, you know, I was always really good at this and uh, multitasking. So um, one day the owner, Lenny, uh, had reached out to us and he was doing catering services. It was a barbecue catering service. So he'd reached out to us, asked us uh, if or he had re- reached out to her and he mm-hmm. had asked her if he could make some, some money on the side. Obviously, we agreed to it and she went and did it. And when she came home, um, she's showing me this, the money. And in my head, I'm going, well, you know, like, to, uh, you know, over the course of time or how, how the, the hours you spent there and the money that you made, I said, OK, this could be lucrative. So then the next opportunity that arose, um, she had asked if I could take along and Lenny had said, yeah. So I take along and then we became the dynamic duo. He looked at us and said, you guys are amazing. You guys work together. Amazing. Um, uh, so, uh, can you guys continue to do this? So we continue to do it for him as a subcontracting. And then we, um, we had a private client that had reached out to us, uh, and we looked at each other and said, you know what, let's, let's try this. So we had, uh, we had one huge July 4th event. It was a birthday, a birthday and a July 4th celebration combination. Uh, the event went off with no, uh, no issues. Um, and when we went home, um, we went home with over $1,500. So to me, four days worth of work and $1,500, uh, it boggled my mind. I drew up a business plan and I asked my, uh, my fiance, I gave her the business plan and I asked her if she could fill everything out within, uh, within a month's time frame and have everything specifically tailored to how she wanted to operate the business, that I would uh, go 100% with her um, uh, and operate in it. Um, she came back to me within a couple of days um, <laughs> and we went from there. Um, that was back in, we started back in late of 2018. Um, 2019 was really trying to build up the clientele. And then mm-hmm. 2019, uh, uh, COVID and everything came about. Um, we thought the business was going to tank because we had just started Um and because of all of the restrictions, but it abs- it actually did the reverse. Uh, so since all of the venues shut down, 
individuals that could house events at their private residences. We're still doing that. Um, but what we did was uh, we our, our business is called New Standard Event Planner. So we tried to set a new standard, especially during the COVID scenario. And what we did was we made sure that at events we had um, we had binders where um, people uh, pe uh, people were signed in and checked, so that way we could um, we had the capability to inform anyone after the events if there was uh, any contact tracing before we started even contact tracing. <laughs> we had, we had um, an entrance booth that had custom hands, so we print up labels um, for the event, and then we'd wrap it around hand sanitizer. Um, we had face masks with stuff printed on the face mask. Um, and then we ensured that tables were minimized with individuals. Um, and then we just, uh, we, we tailored it and made sure that we had enough space um, to keep everyone safe. Um, and if, uh, from, from us doing something like that, and we didn't charge for the COVID booth. So mm -hmm. um, we just had to understand that that was a, a hit that we had to take. But with us doing that, it actually, um, that and one of our clients actually helped assist with a, a, a making our business expand tenfold. And um, we took the we took the whole COVID scenario, and I understand it was in uh, a negative scenario for ninety five percent of the population. Mm -hmm. um, but for us in the specific business world, um, it actually um, we did well, and we we grew during that time. Wow! So tell us how you got into solar, you know, and working for a solar company. So. Um, I, you know what, uh, a unique scenario. I had no, um, I have always, uh, the green industry, I know it's up and coming. I, I have multiple friends that have, you know, they have tried to encourage me into stocks and this and that. Um, I, I genuinely, I understand renewable energy. I know how it works. Um, I've also seen the devastation on a grand scale of uh, natural resources, such as oil spills in my time in service and mm -hmm. going out to foreign countries and using generators and oil spills and gas leaks, you know, so I could see the effect of it. Um, so I kind of always just kind of dabbled in like research. Um, but this position um, in the middle of COVID, um, I was working about 80 to 90 hours in a shipping and receiving company mm -hmm. and my whole staff was eliminated. And I, I went from a staff of about uh, six people and 10 temps to just myself and a few temps um, to operate in a hundred thousand square foot facility with multiple contracts. Wow. <laughs> Leaving, I was leaving my home at 4.30 in the morning to get to the facility at 6, and I wasn't getting home until about 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And at that point in time, with my children, I felt like I was back in the military, and it just did not make sense to me. And the compensation didn't make sense as well. Mm -hmm. And just for me, my children are um, – my children have to be the most important thing in the world to me. So – um, for me to to leave before they wake up and for me to come home when they're already sleeping really, really affected me. Um, and at that point in time, I had put in uh, my resume. A solar company had reached out. Um, they couldn't initially accommodate the request that I was making for the interviews because of the shift that I was working. But the owner actually reached out to the HR manager and said, you have to be kidding me, this guy. His resume looks amazing. Um, he's, uh, uh, you know, there's there's something about this guy. Um, so they accommodated and made a video teleconference. Uh, ended up uh, showing me the facilities on a weekend. 
uh, of what uh, where I was going to be working and asked me if I could do it. And then they gave me a $20,000 raise. So wow. <laughs> there you go. I jumped into it and it worked out. Um, God willingly, it worked out in the right time. It, um, it without this position, um, I would not have had the capability to look at my uh, physical and mental health with the VA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I did. I would not have had the capability to take care of my family and my children. And I would not have had the capability to purchase this home. So um, I'll be frank, but the company I work for is Venture Solar. Um, I have never, uh, I have never seen, um, uh, uh, and mind you, uh, the Brentwood Public Library was the only other place, and that's specifically you, that I've actually seen people um, look out for their employees. Um, but I have never seen a corporate type business as much as this, as much as Venture actually look out for their employees. Um, and they have given me the capability to do um, what what needs to be done on my end. That's awesome. Now, I had not seen you for probably a good 10 years and was passing the circulation area. And I saw you, it had to be almost a decade ago or so, or at least five or six years, getting a library card for your son. And it kind of blew my mind that there you were. You know, my son, my son, we still have, so I had some issues with their home purchase. It was New York state said it was listed as Medford, the United States postal service in the school district. It's under Longwood or Quorum. Um, so I had issues getting, um, getting paperwork to get him a, a, a new library card, uh, for, for this, this district, but my son nonstop is uh is a library enthusiast every chance that we pass that library every chance that i go back to brentwood and go see my mother-in-law and we pay he is that's where that's the brentwood library that's brentwood public he is so um my my fiance brought him there um when uh uh uh, prior to COVID on the weekends when there was events for for the Mm -hmm. children to, to do story times different art projects um and he, as a young kid, uh, got his library card. It was so funny. It's just so funny thinking of how small he was. But And now seeing him now as a seven-year-old. Um, but he uh, books, he reads, uh, he reads w- well above his grade level. Um, it, the, the school is actually, or his school district, his teachers are very shocked with it. Um, he... Uh, what his fian- what my fiance did by bringing him and what the Brentwood Public Library did by offering these uh, these programs and allowing uh, these events to go on really gave him a foundation for learning. Um, and he took that and did not stop. Uh, but he's he talks about it. And I feel bad because we have to explain to him that um, we have to, uh, you know, now that we're in a, a new district, we have to go. And he kind of, you know, but I like that one. I like Brentwood. So it's um. It is very funny. And my daughter now, she's four, but she's in pre-K. And she also is, um, she was asking us about it as well, because my son obviously had the library card. So she was asking when she was going to be getting hers. But yeah. I, I 
remember seeing Jess Lee and the kids in, you know, several times. And I remember telling your son, your dad used to work for me. <laughs> but remember that Suffolk County library card is good in any library. So you can still come to Brentwood and check out items at the library. Mm -hmm. Your friend and neighbor, Frances, I see her and her two daughters. They've come in and taken pictures for me for some programs. Um, I love that our former employees who spe especially started out as teens come back with their kids and enjoy the services of the library. I, that just really warms my heart. I, I really enjoy seeing that. I think that's, um, I think, I think that's one of the biggest, uh, uh, how, how do I say word this correctly? Um, a positive, uh, uh, <laughs> like a positive outcome from working at the library is, uh, is understanding the resources um, that are offered, understanding the facility, understanding the different sections, um, just the knowledge. Um, there's a lot of individuals that don't know that the libraries offer all of these programs. Mm -hmm. It's really just go and take a book, check it out, bring it back. Um, but that's not the case. And also um, post post military um, when uh, when I got when I got out of the service, I was at the library often uh, doing my resume. I was actually in I went straight into Suffolk Community College and I was doing I was doing work um, uh, at, uh, at the library as well. So there's um, uh, there was hiring events. There was job fairs. So there's so many different resources. And I think that, that from working there, I was able to, to understand that or gain the knowledge. Um, and that's that definitely brought me back brought me back to the library and brought uh, not just myself, but my family. That's awesome. <laughs> Peter, do you have any questions? Um, uh, I suppose I'm um, going back to just library resources or just resources in general that you, th that you think people should be aware of, especially with your work with veterans. Is there any sort of um, organization or service that you tend to, to refer to your fellow veterans that you think that other folks should know about in case that they need any help? Um, so for uh, so specifically for the veterans, um, I when um, so for individuals, I so I did serve with individuals that are still currently in or or they serve longer than me. So when they're when they're departing from the military, uh, I normally do get uh, they normally do reach out. A, a few individuals will reach out and say, um, "Hey, what was it like with the transition?" Um, I will always mention the library as a uh, as a key uh, as a key point um where whatever state they're really going it's not just um you know obviously new york state but i always do mention that um i, I do mention to the veterans as far as um library is it, it's a it's like a one-stop shop um you know you have to uh, i inform them normally uh, you go to library you go to one uh, uh the uh one-stop or the employment uh center or the department of labor um mm -hmm. And then I normally tell them to look at just local uh, uh, because I know I know that veterans always have or, or allotted uh, education benefits. So anyone looking to get out of the military, obviously, uh, it pays to go to school as well. So when you go to school, they're not only paying for your school, but they're giving you a monthly allowance. Um, so for veterans that are getting out and, and don't have a job already situated or don't really know what they're going to be doing, they have the opportunity just to go into general studies, uh, a general studies program at a community college. Um, 
and get paid uh, an immense amount of money to be able to survive until they can uh, lock in a, a position or figure out where they want to go. Um, so I always, um, the one-stop employment center, um, it would be, or the Department of Labor. Um, I always do mention the library as a resource guide. Um, I, I think that uh, for me, I was more so at the library more than I was at the Department of Labor, just because of the fact that there was uh, um, co uh, courses that were being held there employ uh, or employment um, uh, job fairs, and there was staff there, and it was just local for me. Um, so it just made it extremely simple. Um, and then the VA. For veterans specifically, I I come from a class where back in 2000, when I, when, when I left the military, the VA was not doing so well, and there were actually a lot of uh, veterans administrations that were under federal investigation. Mm -hmm. um, since then, that has been completely changed over. And there has been massive, massive uh, restructuring on that side. Um, and I've had the best uh, medical care that I can say um, uh, provided by the VA. Um, so I do always mention to the veterans, regardless of what you think or what you hear, go to the VA yourself, um, go to the specific um, uh, sections that you're supposed to go. They have different departments for different uh, eras of war. Um, and, and speak to those caseworkers and they would definitely point you in the right direction. So did you take advantage of the educational opportunities given to you as a veteran? Yes, yes, I did. I took, uh, I took advantage right when I got, uh, right when I returned home. Um, I, uh, that, following, uh, that following spring semester, I had enrolled into Suffolk Community College. Um, I received my associates in a, in a little less than a year and a half. And I'm actually, uh, I was just accepted to St. Joseph's. So I'm returning to St. Joseph's in the fall to finish up my bachelor's. Um, and that is, I am running that through the, uh, through, uh, the, uh, the uh, military benefits as well. Excellent. Very good. Ooh. I think that's all the questions I had. Is there yeah. anything else, Eric, that you want to tell us about yourself or your family or anything else you'd like to mention? Um... Uh, well, I do think, um, uh, well, I mean, I, I just, as a, uh, as a recommendation, um, to any, to, to any individual within, uh, within Brentwood or, um, you know, where there is a library, um, or any individual that has children or parents that have children, um, I definitely do feel that there's, there's so many benefits, um, to bringing your child to the library. Um, there are so many different programs. There's, uh, you there's not just books, there's computers there, there's toys, Legos, build it, train sets. Um, there's different things that you could do with your child, um, not, just, um, not just to teach learning of mathematics or reading, but cognitive skills as well, um, um, sensory skills. There's so many uh, things that you could develop with your child or with yourself. Um, and I, I highly recommend for individuals to ju just go seek out the library. Go check it out. Go see um, go see the different sections, see what's offered. Um, uh, and I, I think when you do that, um, for the individuals that are kind of complacent or comfortable with, with their life, you end up doing something so small or so minute. It's, you know, just a trip to the library, but it could, it could end up changing your life um, wholeheartedly. Um, right now, my, my end goal is to go into, um, I, I want to become an attorney. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm seeking my bachelor's. And then after that, to go into a law program. But I believe that on my, 
on my off hours or on dead time, I was able to pick up a book. I was able to go throughout the library and actually read and, and learn um, and educate myself. Um, and I believe that um, just something as small as that um, set a dream or, or go much larger. So I, for, for those that feel like maybe they have a fear of doing, you know, something or setting a huge goal, start off with something as little as maybe get into the library once a week and then see where that progresses. And I guarantee after about a month or so, um, you're going to end up trying to do something more with yourself. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, a really quick question before I let you go. And this is just like a completely side question that I'm just personally curious about here. How was the house hunt for you? How was the what? The house hunt, searching for the house. Was that a... Uh, so I had, um, it was uh, unique. Uh, <laughs> um, it was actually really quick. In August, I sat down and said, I am purchasing a home. Um, I had uh, I had reached out to the Veterans United home, uh, home Loan Team. They had given me a full staff, so they gave me a um, a, uh, a loan coordinator. They gave me a full caseworker. They gave me the real estate agent. Um, they gave me the inspector. So they provided everyone um, the full team. Um, I wasn't a difficult person to deal with because I actually I had a real estate license prior to going. Actually, my senior year, I had a real estate license. Um, so. Um, I kind of know the ins and outs of it. Um, so I specifically told the real estate agent, these were the properties that, or this is what I was specifically looking for. And then I went and looked at the properties because I still had, um, I still had MLS access. Um, so uh, 10 years later, I don't know how they did not realize that they didn't take off my access, but um, uh, I was still looking at uh, properties in Long Island. Um, so I showed her the physical properties we wanted to, to see. Um, this was the first house, uh, the first physical house that we walked into. Uh, the, the first house that we went to go see, um, they were actually having an open house, but they were doing something that was illegal. So they had an open house, but they were already under contract. Ah. And when we showed up to the open house, the guy had said he was under contract. I said, well, what you're doing is illegal. You can't really do that. And then he says, oh, well, what are you, an agent? And I said, well, no, I had my license about a decade ago. Um, and guy was like, you can't really do that. Um, but right now, I guess there are so many people that are overbidding on property yeah. that it's just, it's a dirty market right now. Uh, but luckily this home we went in, um, I, I had to, I had to upbid on the home. The purchase price was three sixty nine. I had to offer the gentleman three eighty nine. Mm -hmm. Um, but luckily because the VA home loan, they require a, um, um, so I'm not allowed to basically, uh, they ask us to, to sign a waiver for uh, an appraisal waiver. Mm -hmm. um, the VA home loan will not allow you to do that. Ah, okay. So we went under contract at 389, but when the VA home loan came back and appraised the house at uh, 370, uh, what was it, 370, babe? 369? Um, oh, forgive me. I don't, oh, no, 370. They messed it up. Uh, they came back at 370. Um, at the, uh, I technically, uh, I technically can do two things. I could either pull myself out of the contract or I can come up with the additional $19,000 in cash. I told the seller that I was not going to come up with an additional $19,000. So it was either he continue with the contract or he pull himself out of the contract, have to go through the whole process and then continue to pay property taxes. Gross. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and it wasn't, I didn't purchase the home from a homeowner. I purchased a home from a remodeling co a company. Mm -hmm. 
Oh. So they they had the they had the property for about two and a half years. So at that point, they said, you know what? He's under contract. We he, we know he's good for it. He's already approved. They said, mm-hmm. you know, give it to him for that price. So we ended up I ended up saving nineteen thousand dollars. Wow, on that's big. Um, and we went into there was a little hiccup because um, I had. Uh, uh, we were supposed to close uh, September 15th, but we ended up closing October 7th, uh, October 7th, because I had um, I had a chunk of money in my account, but they uh, they pretty much sourced the income. I was taking cash at like a like a, a month prior to that and throwing a whole bunch of cash into my account, and obviously with the sourcing uh, that became an issue. So. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, it's a, you know, I got two extra weeks for us to go through closing. It was a simple process, but I do, I do, uh, I do recommend doing your research because right now the market, it's just that they, they're put, they put the listing out. And when you physically contact to make an offer, they've already received multiple up offers. So it's, um, you know, I, I you gotta be diligent. You gotta be yeah. super diligent. I'm looking for a house right now. So it's, this is relevant information. This is a bad time, Peter. <laughs> it's not the best time, but it's the time I need to buy a house. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, that was it. <laughs> Eric, thank you so, so much for coming in and speaking with, uh, with us today. I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much for your service. And really just best of luck to you moving forward. I really, you know, you, you, you've got... You've got so much, so many accomplishments behind you, and you you haven't let that stop you. You still have much more to on your plate moving forward, and that's great to see. So, um, best of luck to you. Uh, hope that we can maybe reconnect again soon. And yeah, stop by the library sometime, and uh, we'll chat. Definitely. Hey, um, so um, I, 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 it's so weird calling you Celia. Um, by the way. <laughs> um, so I was not aware of that. So, t- so even. So even if he has if he has a a, a library card from form, he still he, he, it's he, good in any Suffolk County library. They just restrict you with some programming. Sometimes you know they restrict their children's programming to their residents only. But your card is good in any library, so you can walk into any library and check out books, videos, and partake in services. Okay, so they can come to Brentwood and check out books, and you can return them uh-huh. anywhere. Yeah, I so. Don't- anywhere you don't have to come back to Brentwood to return them you return them to your own library oh, I still have a chunk of family that lives in Brentwood and they're always calling me so we are we, <laughs> there, so we definitely be stopping by I want to thank you uh, uh, both of you so much for your time today and uh, and allowing me to um um to to speak with, with, with everyone on the podcast thank you so much thank you once again to Eric for sharing your story with everyone listening at home And thank you, as always, to the Bremen Historical Society for making today's episode possible. Today's music was brought to you by Dr. Turtle. You may listen to his album, Jonah's Message for New York, on freemusicarchive.org.